0: Polarizing, controversial, driven by a sense of mission to transform Jamaica into a democratic socialist society. Donald Keith Duncan was from that generation of young black radicals who saw in post-colonial Jamaica a political economy structurally designed to entrench the marginalization of the vast majority of ordinary people. They were well-educated, Duncan was a dental surgeon. He studied dentistry at McGill University in Canada. But, as it was for so many young black professionals from the lower middle class, in the decade after independence in 1962, they wanted change in Jamaica. And they wanted to work for that change in the political vehicle that was Michael Manley's reformist People's National Party. D.K. E. Duncan's political activism started in 1966. He was 26 years old, four years after independence. He was appointed PNP campaign manager in Northwest St. in the local elections of that year. At the time, he was a practicing dentist in Brownstown. Duncan later served as PNP campaign manager for various candidates in the 1967 and 1972 general elections. His legendary reputation as a brilliant political organiser began then. He was meticulous in planning and execution. He was also highly regarded as a strategist.
1: The PNP won the
2: 1972
0: general elections. It was a decisive victory which heralded the start of the Michael Manley era in Jamaican politics, and D.K. Duncan played a leading and critical role as one of Manley's chief political generals. He succeeded Ken Chinnon as PNP General Secretary in 1974. He held the position until 1981, shortly after the PNP lost the 1980 elections in a landslide. He was as feared as he was fierce and courageous in the pitched and deadly political battles that were fought in the 1970s between the warring tribes of the PNP and GLP. The stories of Duncan marshalling PNP supporters during the peak of the ideological war of that decade achieved mythical proportions. In one such battle, Spanish Town's Munamar Square the year, 1980, D.K. Duncan was caught on television footage standing with Michael Manley. Munamar Square was in the heart of the JLP stronghold of Central St. Catherine. It was also Bruce Golding's political fortress as the then General Secretary of the Labour Party. Golding and Duncan were the generals of their two parties in full combat Going into the do or die election campaign of October 1980. The PNP were warned to stay away from Munamar Square. Manley and Duncan refused to cede ground. On that night, PNP supporters had to flee the square as gunshots rang out in its precincts. Manley and Duncan did not. Between 1976 and 1980, D.K. Duncan served as Minister of National Mobilization and Human Resource in the Michael Manley administration. His mandate was to help transform the institutions of the state and the civil service into organs that would work to support the democratic socialist mission of the Manley administration. Like the wider administration, He ran into fierce opposition. The country was turning against Manley and the PNP. Edward Siaga's Labour Party was resurgent after its massive defeat in the December 1976 elections. Duncan's Ministry of Mobilization was doomed, and with its failure, D.K. Duncan became a reviled figure. He was hated, even by some in his own PNP. He was widely seen as a leader of the radical left-wing of the party. The PNP was bitterly divided. The radical left and the so-called moderates on the right, led by such influential figures as former PNP President and former Prime Minister P.J. Patterson, and the now deceased David Core and Eric Bell. The feuding in the PNP among the left and the moderates was intense, and D.K. Duncan was a lightning rod in that struggle for control of the direction of the party. In 1977, Duncan made public that some elements in the PNP had attempted to kill him by sprinkling arsenic in his food. After the defeat of 1980, DK Duncan and Michael Manley fell out. Their relationship soured. Manley decided to rebrand the PNP as a moderate left-of-center reformist party. He distanced the party from the radical politics that he had espoused in the 1970s. And as he sought to rebuild the PNP's ties with Washington, Duncan walked away from the party. By then, it was generally known that D.K. and Manley's fourth wife, Beverly, had become romantically involved. After a 32-year love affair, they made it official in 2012 when they got married. D.K. Duncan was surfaced in the body politics in the 1990s. He first flirted with the so-called New Beginning movement, and then he joined his once arch rival, Bruce Golding, in 1996. The two who had locked horns in the run-up to 1980 were now together in the National Democratic Movement. This as Jamaicans became disenchanted with the GLP and the PNP. The year before, 1995, Golding had abandoned Siaga's Labour Party to form the NDM. As the NDM floundered, Duncan returned home to the PNP. He returned to the PNP's fold in time for the September 2007 general election and won the Hanover Eastern Seat. He held it for two terms. While as MP, Deke Duncan also served as regional chairman for the PNP's Region 6 in Western Jamaica. But his eight-year reign was challenged by MP of Hanover Western, Ian Hales, in 2015. Hales announced his intention to challenge Dr. Duncan by saying the veteran politician had overstayed his welcome.
2: I want to say thanks to Comrade D.K. Duncan. Of course, nobody I want to say thanks to him. Nobody can diss him for truth. No. He's my friend, nobody can't but there's something in politics will make you hold on, pass your time. Extreme. And I want to say to Comrade Duncan, I offer you tonight on olive branch to work with us here in region six after next week's Sunday in ensuring that whenever time the general election is called we bust the labor right and backside once and for all. Comrades I say to you I say to you at 43 years old I don't consider it a sin as much as I consider 80-year-old a man in the PNP. So if you call me, boy, if you call me, man, all I'm saying is, with the delegates of Region 6 support, I am ready to take a cheer at that table in the People's National Party to ensure victory for Region 6.
0: Dr. Duncan said he will not be running against any challenge of the post of Regional Chairman as any such campaign goes against the grain of the arrangement for change in the leadership of the region. In announcing his intention to step aside, Dr. Duncan said Hales lacked integrity and the ability to unite the ten constituencies in Region 6
1: many years the regions have developed some traditions and norms around how they approach the resolution of putting a person forward a comrade forward to be approved by the delegates or nominated and approved by the delegates as their chairman it was not born out of the sky when the regional councils were first put in place they were all put in place with this provisor for annual election. Eh? But as I said, over time, thing has evolved in such a way where it has been deep concern by the leadership over the last 30 years coming up till when they started to approach the consensual approach. And um, if you don't, to me, if somebody can't see that, particular in an election year, eh, that, that can be the basis for deep division as our party has developed. We have had many, many, many conflicts over the last 70 odd years and some of them teachers some lessons then i find it difficult to to give that person the accolade of being a uniter i'm hoping that post sunday and to a large extent will depend upon the um, how the, the the proceedings of the day or how they are conducted that will that's going to require some of the leaders who are going to be there to help to begin to lay the basis for the unity so that the new chairman can build on it But i won't be there
0: Hales went on to replace Duncan. This was Duncan addressing PNP workers of Eastern Hanover at the end of August 2015.
2: I have committed to ensure that the People's National Party as a whole, as a party, remains Jamaica's best choice and wins the next general election overall.
0: The Eastern Hanover seat went to the GLP's Dave Brown in the elections of February 2016. DK Duncan was a political thoroughbred. Politics ran through his veins. By July 2016, he was back at the helm of the Hanover Eastern constituency after being re-elected. In a Facebook post, Duncan said, I was re-elected constituency chairman for Eastern Hanover by delegates. This does not mean I will be the representative for the next general election. This will allow the former chairman to concentrate on his division for the impending local government elections. I will continue he says, to mentor the youth while teaching them how to organize and keep engaged. My only agenda is to the Jamaican people. I will continue my weekly meetings with the younger generation, imparting my political knowledge and hope that they will teach other young comrades as well as the tenets of social justice and equality of opportunity for all Jamaicans. His previous rival, and Chairman of Region 6, Ian Hales, described his return as a backward move. According to Hales, the veteran wasn't wanted in the constituency. Duncan eventually vacated the role as Hanover Eastern Constituency Chairman, two years after he resumed the post. He was replaced in September 2018 by former West Indies cricketer, Wavell Hines.
3: Be it resolved that this conference of the People's National Party of Eastern Hanover held on the date, 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 recommends strongly to the party's executive, its officers, the party's NEC, its executive, its officers and the party leader that comrade Wavell-Hines be named at the earliest possible time, bearing in mind the 80th annual conference to be held on such and such a date, that comrade Wavell-Hines be declared the official candidate for the People's National Party in Eastern...
0: In one of his last acts of serving the PNP, he came to the defense of an embattled Portia Simpson-Miller in February 2017. The PNP president was being pushed out of the leadership following her narrow loss to Andrew Holness's Labour Party one year earlier. D.K. Duncan chastised those who were pushing Portia to go.
3: I am saddened that what appears to be the linchpin upon which the actual date for the resignation or the start of the transition has been said has to be what appears to be inordinate pressure on the party leader. She does not deserve that
0: kind of pressure. D.K. Duncan would have died a disappointed political veteran. He did not live to see two of his six children, Patricia and Imani, make it to the House of Representatives, both having failed in a second consecutive general election to win seats in the House, Patricia in Clarendon Southeast, Imani in Central Kingston. He would have had to contend as well with a harsh reality that the PNP he served for so many years is in disarray as he makes his departure. But he would have been pleased to see the success his children have made of GMNB, the financial powerhouse that they have built with the inspiration and leadership of their mom, the late Joan Duncan. Also, his son, who was named after him, Keith, is now the president of the most powerful private sector lobby group in the country, the Private Sector Organization of Jamaica, the PSOJ. The very organization that was founded in 1975 by those capitalists Duncan was fighting against to build democratic socialism in Jamaica. Led by its first president, Carlton Alexander, the PSOJ was expressly formed to defend the country's capitalist, free market economy from the threat of socialism. 45 years later, its leader is DK Duncan's son, Keith. As Duncan puts it, the early Michael Manley era, in which he was a key player, sought to address the period gone wrong that followed independence. The people of Jamaica
3: had very high expectations in 1962 when we got independence. Those expectations were not only not met. They were dashed by the policies and programs of the Jamaica Labour Party between 1962 and 1972. The expectations and the dashing of those expectations was manifested by the significant social unrest during some of those, like the, the, Walter Rodney riots in 1968 mm-hmm. as a manifestation of the Black Power movement, and Rodney being a university lecturer at the time, was refused re entry into Jamaica because he went away to a Black Writers Conference in Canada. Another significant issue was the Chinese riots in Jamaica during that period. That came out, that arose mainly out of the fact that in the banks in Jamaica at that point in time, no black person was employed. It was mainly the Chinese and what you would call people of high color in those days. So there are those manifestations of a period gone wrong. It was a period in international policy. The, at the outset, right after independence, Prime Minister of Jamaica at the time, Alexander Bustamante, declared his foreign policy in a few words, we are with the West. And that was just a straight (laughs) repudiation of anything called independence. Because at that point in time across the world, as far as the context, there were many what you call liberation movements in Africa, in all over the world, but mainly in countries that have been dispossessed and were under the policies of either Britain, or France, or Spain, colonial territories. In the United States in particular, there was the civil rights movement and arising out of that, the black power movement and many Jamaicans who had gone overseas, returned to Jamaica and became participants in this, in this movement. So the 60s had a lot of social unrest, oh, yes. consistent period, expectations Does dashed know everything after crash. independence and the entertainment industry or songwriters during that time and performers the social conditions were manifested in the music itself Mm. and one of the primary music companies was the song Everything Crash. Strikes by the policemen, strikes by the teachers, strikes by the nurses, all sectors of the society in a country which now the Prime Minister is talking about uh, growth at 6% in the 60s when the entire society was at odds with what was taking place.
0: K. Duncan discussing the legacy of the Michael Manley era in Jamaica on his daughter's Facebook program, Patricia Live, back in July 2020. His passing signals the end of a long political career spanning more than 50 years. He represented the people of East Central St. Andrew between 1976 and 1980 and Hanover East between 2007 and and 2016, he operated a private practice in Kingston up to the time of his passing. The former cabinet minister tested positive for COVID-19 in August and was admitted to hospital. A statement then from his family said, after experiencing some signs of sinusitis and tiredness, out of an abundance of caution, Dr. Duncan did a COVID-19 test and the preliminary results received indicated that he was positive. D.K. Duncan was always in search of a pathway to make the lives of the masses of the Jamaican people better. Hate him or love him, he tried to make a difference in his own way. Cliff Hughes, Nationwide News.
2: promised land, going to the promised land, yes the promised land, oh gosh now, to the promised land, make a step down to Asmara, then we stopped in Addis Ababa, made our way to Shashamada.